Welcome to How I Got Here, a podcast which asks successful people to share their stories about their journeys. Today's guest is Kendra Horsborough, who is extremely established in the dance world. She is a performing artist and choreographer who has travelled all over the world showcasing her work and has collaborated with some of the most well-known names in the industry. Born and raised in Luxembourg, Kendra is here to share her inspirational journey. Hello, Kendra. Welcome to the show. Hi. Um, could you tell us a bit about how you started dancing? How I started dancing? Mm-hmm. Um, I went to Helen's Dance, which is in Limpertsburg. Mm-hmm. Um, I started there um, quite scared and not really sure what I was letting myself into. But all I knew is, you know, I liked the Michael Jackson tracks and I'd jump around the room and around the house. So um, I was intrigued on what it would be like to take classes. And my parents Mm -hmm. um, brought me to Helen's. It's a really kind of, it's a private school, but a really nice atmosphere and supportive atmosphere in that school. So um, I went there for my first um, dance classes. How Um, old were you? How old was I? Um, I must have been about, 12 maybe okay. 11 12 okay so quite lateish but i'd go once a week but did you ask for it or did your parents say you should do something extracurricular a bit of both okay i think um my parents were very strong on us playing one instrument and having a, a sport aside outside mm-hmm. of college you know uh, uh sorry outside of school mm. um so i picked the viola and uh, and dance was the thing that came most you know, that I enjoyed the most, I think. I wasn't really a, a team sport player or, you know, <laughs> like a swimmer or something right. like that. I, I don't know. So I guess, um, yeah, and I used to go to circus school as well just because it was kind of skills and um, adding to, I, I guess, coordination was mm-hmm. something that I was really interested in. Um, yeah, so then I went to Helen's Dance School Um did uh, jazz and um, a few ballet classes, um, got introduced to the whole thing. I, I had no idea what I was doing. I came in big tracksuit bottoms and I got <laughs> told to take them off and it was really scary. Um, but then I also started um, street dance with um, Looping from Luxembourg and um, then with Alex um, mm-hmm. as well. Um, so then I went there like on weekly classes, you know, didn't really take it that seriously, but um, enjoyed it very much. Um, And then during school, I grew more and more attached to it and I wanted more and more time in the studio, more and more time at the school and more and more time around those friends. So Mm -hmm. it kind of sucked me in and I got really involved and then I I spoke to Helen and Helen kind of also agreed that to get a qualification in it or something or to go to the next level I could go to we could go to the conservatoire Mm -hmm. so I went to the conservatoire and I did my jazz exams there with uh, Laurence Um, did my first prize and then I just started getting hooked on it and just the feeling of being able to progress and that I was actually progressing quite well and Uh, and funny enough, you know, in school, I never used to really know who I knew, know who I was. And I was kind of a bit awkward. And, you know, I had my friends, but I was very, I don't know, on and off. How did dance help that? Exactly. Dance gave me a f- an identity, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
it really did. People, you know, it was, oh, Kendra the dancer, or, oh, show me this. And there was an interest starting to build. And mm. I realized that, that I was more comfortable in my body. I was more comfortable of who I was and who mm. I am. Um, I, you know, I, I was always the one who was doing something after school mm -hmm. and, you know, um, doing performances and shows and things like that. So it really gave me an identity and a confidence. Mm -hmm. And not only that, it also showed me that if you put, if, if I put my mind to something, I can do it. Um, and that really sh was evident then because, um, I went to the international school to finish off my school to get my baccalaureate so I could pursue dance. Mm -hmm. um, I, I knew I wasn't the one that everything came to me. You know, I wasn't, I don't know, I, I don't think I was um, just given a talent. I think I, I worked very hard at my talent mm -hmm. so that... Um, it meant in school that I, I I was very adamant and my parents were as well, of course. They were happy about the fact that I was adamant. But I wanted to get my baccalaureate. I wanted to finish my um, academic school so that then I've got something in case this passion of mine, you know, doesn't fulfill a certain thing that I also want. Because, I, yes, I was also a little bit academic, but I was also very kind of arty and, and uh, um, energetic. Mm -hmm. um, so then, yeah, so I, I pushed my way through school. I'd do my homework in my lunch break so I could go to class after school and I'd spend all my free time basically in the studio, in a class. I asked if I could go to extra classes and I just completely got engulfed with this cloud called dance. Mm -hmm. um, and you didn't forget your studies while you were doing it. I did, you I you did, didn't say, oh, that's not important no, anymore. No, no, I thought, I think it's maybe dance that made me feel my studies were important. It's really weird because I, it, it made me realize that the things you work at are the things that you get good at. I mean, it seems obvious, but at the time, you you, you know, you just want to play, you just want to have a good time, school, mm -hmm. what am I going to need school for? You know, but then I realized that going to classes in dance, every single thing I learned in dance, it made me a better dancer. Mm -hmm. So everything I'd learn in school would make me a better like would make me a more I'd pick more information up that I might need later on right I guess I'm, I might be a little bit of a hoarder sometimes you know like information <laughs> is really I I need information I like yeah. information because it always builds you I've, I've kind of always had this future look rather right. than past or present you know I'm learning now to be very present mm. um and it took me a while. Um, so yeah, I always had this future look and oh my God, if I finish school, then I can just go and do this. And then, I don't know, if I don't wanna do it anymore, I can go back to school. I can, you know, do something else with what I did at school. And mm -hmm. so, but all I knew is that I wanted to dance. I yeah. knew I wanted to dance, but I wanted to be safe in dancing. I wanted to have something that I could fall back on mm -hmm. um, when I get injured or, you know, I don't, it wasn't, um, but I guess the main thing was that I always knew that I had to work on something, mm -hmm. you know, and if I didn't work on it, then I wouldn't progress or I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't get what I've, what I, what I, um, what I really wanted. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so then I um, did my first prize in the Conservatoire, um, and then I started going to audition. Um, well, the funny thing was, you know, I, 
I keep saying this. I went to my. It's it's really strange because I went to my dad and I said, um, well, to both my parents, and I said, um, I really want to dance. I, I mean, dance is really what I want to do, but um, maybe I should be a bit, you know, maybe I should be careful and study business because I love business, mm. and then just do dance on the side so it's always with me. And um, my parents kind of took a moment, took it in, and you know, and. And then, and then they just observed me for a while and they saw that, you know, 90% of my time, all I wanted to do is dance and I was actually quite good at it. Mm -hmm. um, so then um, they, they, w they went on a trip to London, I think, once and they bumped into, they came, they went into um, a showing of a college one day. I don't know how they ended up there, but all yeah. I remember is they came back with a prospectus and they were like, oh, look what we saw, look what we saw, you know. I was like, oh, what's this? And I looked at it and and then we started speaking about dance colleges and, you know, that there's this thing called musical theatre you can study, you know, yeah. you can you can actually make it an art form and you can get a qualification in it and you can really kind of engulf yourself in mm -hmm. it. And I was like, oh, this is really intriguing. And then we, 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 we came to the point and I'm so lucky that, you know, I had open-minded parents yeah. like that, that... They, they kind of said to me, well, Kendra, you've done your school. You've proved you can do that. We know you spend most of your time in dance, in wanting to dance. So why don't you go and get a, you're going to get a degree and, you know, you're not going to drop um, qualifications, but you go and get a degree. Do dance now. Do it fully now because you're young. You have to do it now. If you want to end up doing it when you're 30 or 40, yeah. it's too late, yeah. you know, so... Just go and do it now. And I was like, are you sure? Yeah, okay, 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 yeah. And I was really excited by all of this, but I had no idea what I was letting myself into, into the auditions, the fact that I had to sing, act, dance, everything. Well, I, I had no clue what I was letting myself into, but the idea of it was so motivating and mm -hmm. inspiring. So I was like, okay, cool. So, but they also knew how proactive I was, you know, in, in what I wanted. So I went away and booked a ticket to... Um, France, uh, Paris, they had some schools there and London and, you know, they, they'd come with me to the auditions to some of them. And then I, yeah, it was a really scary journey. And I, I was at these auditions. I remember thinking, I, I don't even know what I'm doing. I don't even know what a leot I didn't know what a leotard was. <laughs> you know, I'd wear, I, I remember the day, my first audition, I wore one of my mum's bodysuits to, to an audition. <laughs> and they asked me to change because I just felt it was really, really funny. But then seeing all these 16-year-old kids there, you know, and yeah. the talents and there they are with these huge voices and in, in ballet class. I knew about ballet. I'd done ballet before, but not, not to that kind of extent, mm. you know. And then the jazz, I felt more comfortable. And it was really... Um, it was scary, mm. but it was so motivating because it was another challenge to, to prove to myself mm -hmm. in a sense. Where did you end up then? So auditioned uh, quite a few places and then I ended up at the Erdang Academy. Mm -hmm. um, they took me on after a week uh, of, oh, well, like a week workshop um, mm -hmm. auditioning. So it took me on there. I went to Erdang Academy, um, learned how to sing and, you know, my acting skills and dancing, lots of different styles as well. Um, and then, yeah, graduated from there. While I was there, I met um, the three artistic directors of my uh, the company I, I um, help build now, mm -hmm. um, Bergang Dance Company. I met Ivan, Simeon and Quayley, um in my second year at college properly. 
And um, we, so I had my training, my kind of ballet, jazz, contemporary and musical theatre training. Mm -hmm. And then after college, I would go and train in classes, open classes and do more hip hop styles. Mm -hmm. um, because I had a bit of experience from here in Luxembourg, I had my little crew uh, here in Luxembourg before I left um, with Swen and Alex and then and Vanessa and Naomi and all these lovely people that have turned out to be <laughs> magical people now. Um, yeah, so I had a bit of experience, but it was kind of you know, music videos and workshops and things. But then going to London and seeing the actual scene and that it's a whole new world, you know, hip hop is a whole community. It's a whole, it's a whole nother style. And I was just in love with it and what, how it made me feel. And my, my, my technical training, my musical theater training really helped me to have quite a dedicated approach to it as well and things like that. So basically I was from, Really, 8.45 in the morning to about 10, 11 o'clock at night, I was just dancing and training and growing and, you know, but it was scary. I was all by myself, you mm -hmm. know, I moved to London. Um, my parents obviously couldn't stay there with me and yeah. I, w I was ready to leave as well, though. You know, in Luxembourg, it was great. I made all my experiences, but for what I wanted to do at that time, there wasn't there wasn't really anything. There was no mm -hmm. musical theater. There was no real, you know, you could do your qualifications at the Conservatoire, but that was about it. Yeah. So um, I left um, and I was ready to leave. Um, there weren't men, you know, first two years was pretty, you're, you're on your own, basically. You're yeah. on your own. Um, you go to musical theater college, everyone is quite animated and, you know, and but there's everyone's so talented around you. There's so much, you can see it as competition, but you can also see it as motivation. It's, you're kind of in between. Yeah. Um, but I think everyone's intimidated when they first walk into a room because when you're at school, you're Kendra the dancer, but that's because you're amongst peers who do other things. You know, they're, they're sporty or they play a musical instrument. So yeah. you, you've been labeled that. So you feel that you're the best in your school at dancing. Suddenly you meet the best of the other schools <laughs> yeah. and that moment must just be you so get told you get put into place <laughs> yeah so it's true you know if you're if you're I mean I, I'm not saying I, I definitely wasn't the best here in Luxembourg but yeah. you are exactly you're identified as something right you know, or at least in your year you were known to be the dancer right, right. Yeah. and then going out and then you're faced with people who are so much you know they have so much more experience mm -hmm. and um, I mean, 16-year-olds that were kind of just out there and, you know, doing their thing. So it was, it was incredible. For me, it was inspira It was motivation. It was, I was really hungry to, to, to... It didn't put you off. It didn't. No, it, it scared me. Yeah. And I had a lot of, there were a lot of tears. It was a lot of struggles and mostly mm -hmm. because I was on my own. You know, yeah. I had no one to kind of, oh, it's okay, it's okay. You know, apart from the phone calls home or, mm -hmm. you know... Um, so yeah, I just kind of went straight on. That's why I keep saying that, you know, those university years where you kind of, you're allowed to, um, maybe I shouldn't say this, but you're allowed <laughs> to go off the rails a little bit or try yeah, new things absolutely. and be a bit silly yeah. and, you know. And find out who you are as well. Exactly. Yeah. Experiment. You yeah. Know, that didn't really happen for me because I right. was so focused on trying to get this, this, 
you know, on on yeah. getting better. That you know, in the breaks, I'd still I'd be in my tracksuits. I'd if there was an empty studio, I'd go mm-hmm. in and practice. You know, I'm not saying I didn't have fun or I didn't experience. Of course, I experiment. Of course, I did, but it was very tame because it was there was a I was there for a reason. Mm. I mean, not only that, I'm going to be honest. You know, the the colleges aren't exactly cheap. Yeah. I had a I had a job part-time you know after in the weekends I'd be working in a bar or a gym Uh, I knew that every single lesson that I had cost me uh, cost us a lot of money so if I waste that if I get drunk the night before and then don't go to class I am wasting a hell of a lot of money that's being put into my education so I was I don't know maybe I was a bit too so sensible well yeah but <laughs> now looking back I'm really yeah. surprised you know but it just really was because I had this one chance you know yeah. I had this one chance and I gave myself this one chance that's the only chance I'd give myself you know if I if I don't do this properly then I shouldn't be here then mm-hmm. I shouldn't be going through all that those tears and I shouldn't be you know I should just be at home with my family or with my friends and, you know, go out, going out. Mm-hmm. But if I do it, I need to kind of do it properly because this is my one chance. Um, so, yeah, so took it uh, 100%. I mean, I'd made my mistakes. I, you know, I failed at a lot of things, a lot of auditions. And, you know, I was never, I was never the kind of, I was always the hard worker, you know. I wasn't the one that everyone puts... Um, you never got lucky promote. with it. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, the thing is, I was the funky one as well, though. So mm-hmm. because I had my hip-hop training and things like that, so any time they they, the, the numbers or the, there, was, there was anything, they called it the funky one but because they didn't really know what they were talking about. But um, so I had my place. You get put in a box, basically, mm-hmm. you know, and I was there to be taken out. I was there to to train to get taken out of a box, to be able to be versatile. I didn't know what I wanted to do with dance. I just knew I wanted to dance. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I didn't even know there were half of the styles like tap, you know, all these contemporary I didn't know much about, mm-hmm. um, uh, and, and singing and acting and things like that I didn't really know. So going to a musical theatre college, my aim was just to open all doors I can. Yeah, because I didn't know. I don't. I didn't even know if you could really make a career out of it. I just knew that I really wanted to do it. And oh, there's people in music videos, and you know, there's 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 dance performances I've gone to see, and it's amazing. I want to do that, and you know, so I had no real clue what I could do with it. Um, but again, I had this little cushion of, you know. If not, I can always go back and do a straight lace job. It's not, you know, I can always go back and do business or something else mm-hmm. if if I really want to. Um, yeah, so I studied at musical theatre college, uh, graduated, and went straight into uh, jobs, uh, touring. Well, not not touring just yet. I did a few kind of. Um, I did uh, Pied Piper with Boy Blue. I did Into the Hoods with. Um, uh, Zoo Nation. Um, I did a few kind of films and um, like Bollywood films and things. And then, I mean, you go to auditions. I I was the type of person who'd go to audition. I don't care what you're looking for. I'm going just to put myself <laughs> through a test. Yeah. You know, just to make sure the experience that of it is good exactly because you, yeah. you had to grow. I mean, the more you did it, the more you became mm-hmm. okay with it. I mean, you're never comfortable at an audition. It's just fact. You know, yeah. and 
it took me a very long time to realize that not getting a job does not mean you're not good enough. It means you're too tall, you've got the wrong hair color, you're not the, the look they're looking for, or you're just not the type of dancer they're looking for. But it's not personal but to you. But it's not and, personal. Yeah. I mean, you take it personally so many times, you get so many punches, but at the end of the day, you realize that it's really not who about who you are, it's about what they need, mm-hmm. you know, commercially. Um so yeah, but then I I uh, got Blaze, uh, which is a, a street dance show that's gone practically all around the world. I got from dance, I got promoted to dance captain, and I've been choreographing for the show. Um, and during all of this, I'm still training and building Bird Gang Dance Company with the other with the other guys, mm-hmm. and we've had so we've just had some incredible experiences with the company and created our own work. I think that's something that got me got me through the whole thing as well, is that I, f- I found my little family out there. And yeah. every time I um, I wasn't working or I didn't get an audition, I could always go home and train with my company or grow with my company. There, w- I was, there was never a gap where I was just left mm-hmm. not doing anything, you know, so. That's what keeps you going. That's what yeah. keeps you going. And and I'm I'm proactive as well, so. You know, when there was a gap, I would find something to do. Mm-hmm. And if someone didn't give me a job, I would make a job. You know, I'd create mm-hmm. something that people would want to buy. Or, you know, it was really, it's really that. But that this is all something, you know, this is all learned in process and mm-hmm. experience. You don't know this before. No one's path in the arts or in dance especially as well no one's path is written for you there's no like this is what you do then you go into that then you get promoted to that then right. that, there is no path you know everyone it's not like working in an office where you know you have a re- review and then you get promoted and you know what's next it's you've not got like no that. idea what's next yeah. sometimes you don't even know what you'll be doing mm-hmm. in two months time you know so there but it, it but then again you do because if you if you if if you plan or if you know what you want to do then you'll be doing it. And if you keep looking for there new opportunities go. there's there always go. going to be something, right? Yeah. Um but your kind of work ethic and the way you see things um I think out of all the people I've interviewed most people have said that it's a combination of talent and being at the right place at the right time. But with you, it seems like it's just working so, so hard and maintaining that focus all the way through from day one. Where do you think that comes from for you? Is that from your parents or Mm. do you think it was always innate? I think it's because I constantly want to prove something to myself. Mm -hmm. I constantly want to prove to myself that that I can do something. And I am a strong believer. I mean, you know, I still have my doubts because, but... I'm a strong believer that, like, literally, if if there's something you really want, you will do everything in your power to do that. Yeah. And if you don't do it, it means you don't want it enough, you know. It's, and don't force yourself either. If dance wasn't something that I really wanted, then, then I wouldn't have put myself through that. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of, you know, even, I mean, with injuries now as well, as much as you want to get, you don't want to be injured or you don't want to be ill sometimes fact is fact but still I'm strong there's people who have like a really inspirational woman you know had an accident in one of her shows and now she she couldn't walk and now she's walking you Mm -hmm. know and it's because of pure hard work and 
getting over the fact that this has happened to me or this is this is what facts are. Okay, mm. this is what facts are. But who said that that's written? Who said who said that you can't break? There's so many stories of incredible um, success stories that have happened yeah. out of nowhere, you know. Mm -hmm. So um, it is, but it's also, don't get me wrong. I mean, you can work as hard as you want if you're at the wrong place at the wrong time. <laughs> it doesn't matter, yeah. you know. So there is absolutely an element of that. And, yeah. and I'm not saying I've worked all my life, that, you know, every day I'm sweating tears of hard work, but... Because most of it I've enjoyed, you know. So I've it doesn't been, feel like no, that. No, absolutely. I mean, I can say that I've seen the world. I've danced my way around the world, you know. Yeah. Who, who, who can say that? Yeah. Right. So it's, yeah. it's worth it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. At the end of the day. Um, and when you look back at those moments which seemed really tough, it's like, no, I actually really enjoyed that, right? Fully. Yeah. Fully. Yeah, look, I, I, I don't really, there's not much. I mean, my big aim in life anyway is to turn around and go, whoa, I don't regret anything I've done or, you know, everything I've done had a reason and I enjoyed mm -hmm. it and there was, there was, there's no regrets, you know. I think that's, that's the way I want to, regardless of what it is that I want to do. I don't know, I don't know if I'll be dancing or, you know, for much longer I, I've got yeah what is I was going to ask you actually what is the kind of age cap when it comes to dancing like is there a, a certain time where you have to mm. kind of slow down and reconsider other options when when the love for it dies or becomes not as prominent mm. that's the time to start thinking differently because your body's going to react to that right your attitude towards it's going to react to that you know if you're no longer feeling what you felt when you're in that moment I think then you need to say so there's there's people at 50 that are still dancing do you mm. know what I mean so in terms of like a, an age I don't really want to give one but I mean Shelf life, it has a shelf life. Your body can't do what it used to do f forever. Mm -hmm. That's a given. I can't do things now, and I'm, I'm only turning 30 this year, that I could do a few years ago. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. I already feel effects. And that will then also trigger things in your mind. Is this, do you really want to go through that pain every day? Do you really want to, like, you know, bend your body in those ways? Because there are consequences later on that you don't necessarily think about when you're younger, but as Absolutely. you're getting older. Absolutely. I mean, if there's something I could do more of when I was younger is stretch and warm up <laughs> and cool down. And There's a top tip for everyone. <laughs> look, yeah, look after your body. Go to yoga, you know, yeah. really, really look after your body. I, I, di I didn't, you know, I just, well, I did and I didn't, but I didn't think that you would need to. Yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly. And even now it's hard for me, you know, because mm -hmm. I'm so ingrained in, okay, I go in, I do a quick warm up, I do what I need to do, and then I go out, away. <laughs> you know, I don't think about the cool downs. And now I do because my body's, my body's if not, it just collapses, you know. Yeah. So I there's things I need to do now to maintain. It's, it's all maintenance, you know. It's like an, a tool. You have to oil it sometimes or you have to clean it to make sure that it keeps... It's like racing a car, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, typically they say about, you know, for, for mid mid late 30s, early 40s okay. is the time that most people kind of transition or 
start thinking about other things. Mm-hmm. But I think it, it can it, it could happen to me like next year. You know, yeah. I could want children or. And do you have a plan for that? Plan? I don't. <laughs> you got me in a good time in my life. I don't. I do you know what? I've had a plan to hear. Okay. You know, and I'm not saying I've fulfilled everything yet. I've still got a lot to fulfill. Yeah. Um, but as I was saying right at the beginning, I'm now learning to live in the now. But now it's time to freestyle. Huh? There like you go. The, now is the time to kind of improvise and see what comes your way because you've you done go. the groundwork and your foundation is there. So whatever happens next is only going to be something good, you know. You've worked this hard that you're at that point where whatever option comes towards you is going to be a good one. Um, what do you think about shows like Britain's Got Talent, America's Got Talent and all that? Because Ooh. they've kind of allowed young people a platform to dance. And at the same time, I think in the last five to ten years, there's been so many dance groups that have gone on there. Um, I, do you think it's encouraged more people to do it or it's made people feel like there's too much of it? That is such a different, you know, that's that's the question, hmm. you know, also in terms of publicity and how something is publicized and, yeah. you know, what audience sees what. Um, on one side, I am fully for it. I think it's absolutely great to bring dance to mainstream and to, you know, to, to TVs and wider spread audience and motivate people that they can do it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um it's interesting because I read this in a book as well. We only see the ones that shine. We don't see all the ones that fall through the net, mm-hmm. you know, all the talented people that fall through the net. You don't see them. Yeah. You know, you only see the ones that suddenly make it big. And then also TV shows, you make it big, but a few years down the line, you've forgotten because the next, the next ones come up. It causes illusions, I think, it doesn't it? It fully yeah. does cause illusions. So on one side, it's very positive that it, you know, it makes it, it kind of, I don't want to say legitimizes dance, but it gives it a, it gives it a throne, you know. It, gives it puts it, it on platform. the map exactly. and people are like, okay, I get exactly. it. Yeah. On the other side, I think it, if it's not represented right, it can be very dangerous. Mm. I think the, the hip hop culture has suffered a lot from uh, from media and from being publicized in the wrong way. And, you know, it's yeah. not all about um, naughty teenagers with baggy trousers and caps <laughs> and guns and things like that. It's yeah. not, it's the exact opposite, but sometimes it gets portrayed like that. Or, yeah. oh, you know, only people from a certain background are uh, do that. And it's just really kind of tainted a little bit. Um, and then, yes, as you say, suddenly everyone thinks they can be a superstar. And it's damaging because it's damaging to those who don't become superstars just because they were at the wrong place at the wrong time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's also for the scene, you know. My biggest thing for the scene is that dancers think they are replaceable by a thing by a click of a finger, mm-hmm. and that is not true, you know. Um, but we. Um, 
we don't give our, ourselves enough respect. We've got big corporations and companies that come up, and you know the the singer gets paid a humongous amount. The the even the the catering gets paid more than dancers yeah. sometimes. You know it's 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 incredible. And I'm not saying they should they shouldn't be paid well. That's right. absolutely not what I'm saying. But I'm just saying in terms of the food chain, you know, yeah. dancers are not always at the bottom, and they're not supposed to be. I mean, ima- you can just imagine what they go through physically. Mm-hmm. You know, and they are the entertainment for these. TV shows, the dancers don't get paid, you know, unless they get to a certain stage of the show. Sometimes yeah. then they get a fee, but it, it and they are the entertainment. They are the reason why people are tuning in, you know. Yeah, so true. Um, we underestimate ourselves so much, and people are, oh well, if I don't do this, you know, it's good. Ex- it's good exposure. It's good exposure. No, it's not good exposure. You know, good mm-hmm. exposure is if you can live your life. And yeah. be able to do it again, you know. Or, it's not a one-time thing. It's not yeah. a one-time thing. And yeah. also, I mean, I was on Got to Dance with Bodicea, and we were really, really successful there. We did. Uh, we got to the finals, and it was great. And you know, um, but I mean, the aftermath—it's great. People, some people know you, but it's not. It's not longevity. It's mm-hmm. a moment of mm-hmm. fame, you know. Um, we get on really well with um, diversity, and we've been on tour okay. with diversity and stuff. So they, um, that they did was well really out nice. of it, didn't they? they Sorry, they were, they were on Britain's Got Talent. Yeah, for those they, who don't know, they were the winners of Britain's Got yeah, Talent. Yeah. In what year do you know? Well, I think it's two thousand nine, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, yeah, around then. Yeah. So they were the. For those of you who don't watch it, it's they were a dance band. How many of them? Dance group. I think there's eight of them. If. Uh, Yeah, there's quite a lot of them, but they were really, really good. And I think they were one of the first groups to win. Um, And then after that, I think there's just so many that have come on to audition since then. Yeah. But as you say, that probably is what gives the impression that dancers are really easily replaceable. Because as an audience, you watch and year after year, you get so many amazing groups that go on. Um, but you don't get to see the ones that have been working forever and don't make it, you know. Yeah, and and yeah, exactly. And also every, you know, then a group does make it and suddenly that is, like, they've set the standard for yeah, everyone, everyone else. Yeah. And it just, it, it's, it's, yeah, so it's, it's difficult. I mean, I have a lot of respect for diversity because... Mm-hmm. You know, they've they've actually kept themselves going all these years and they are still they've they've really managed to keep keep the flow going. I mean, Mm -hmm. they're not you know, they they all do their individual things as well now, kind of TV shows and stuff like. But they've kind of kept they've stayed true to what they what they put forward, you know. Um, but then again, there's a whole argument of, okay, so that defines street dance now. No, it doesn't. They're just one of the, the crews that are, you know, there there's is so, so much, much more. more. Yeah. There's so much more and there's so much, there's so many other styles and, mm-hmm. you know, and that's why something like Breaking Convention really kind of, um, it's, it's a touring hip hop show. Um, yeah, right. Explain to us um, what Breaking Convention is. So Breaking Convention is basically a celebration of hip hop Mm -hmm. and celebration of the art form, the culture and everything. Um, It's a festival that includes the the five pillars, graffiti, graffiti, um, DJing, dance, um, the fashion, you know, um, rapping, um, so MCing. 
So the festival engulfs everything, but it also it's also an international festival. So it brings companies and artists from all around the world. But then, most importantly, they're where they're where the festival is. Mm. Uh, for example, it was in Luxembourg here on the weekend. It engages with the local talent and the local community, the local hip hop community. Mm -hmm. um, so a lot of the talent is local, you know, um, it, uh, and then intertwined with an international act with international acts um so it's a celebration of hip-hop it's um a celebration of art um you can get involved with the graffiti you can do some workshops you can um, see some improvisation shows where you literally just see how the dancers get their inspiration and where um and then you watch a show at the in the evening it's a two-day um festival but each evening there's a different lineup and it's just incredible artists from around the world um and from around the corner mm -hmm. so it's um a really really great festival and we were really lucky to um um, to have such a successful one here in Luxembourg. And on you the brought it to Luxembourg, didn't I you? I was the official rep, yeah, because okay. I obviously grew up with Breaking Convention in London yeah. um, with my company. And then um, I'm from Luxembourg and yeah. I had my roots here before I left. You know, I did yeah. my, um, I had my cruise and, you know, I was connected to the urban scene here um, yeah. when I was quite young. Has it changed since you've left? It's changed a lot. Yeah, it's definitely changed. I think, um, it's become, but yeah, it's grown, you know, it's grown. It's maybe not to, to, to the, the speed of London and, and some other places in the world, but it, it, it has grown. And I think seeing, seeing what they're capable of, I hope this weekend as well, has inspired to push further and push more. I mean, we've got great battles here. We've got great um, events, you know, we've yeah. got great shops that have the fashion and there, there is a there's definitely a scene here that is really really well developed but I think there's a lot more to go you know mm -hmm. and there's a lot more to go in terms of the dance artists there's a lot more we can find and there's a lot more we can develop um, even just relationships with the big houses with the big theatres that usually yeah. have ballet or jazz or opera you know it would like, be nice to see something different on there yeah exactly like the Grand Theatre it's an absolute magical moment to see mm. this festival come to the Grand Theatre and the Grand Theatre to say you know our doors are open to everyone please just come check us out Come yeah. and see what's going on. What do you want in the theatres? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's not always the um, I don't know the white middle class audience member that has mm -hmm. to go to the theatre. It's for everybody, you know. And I think that's something that hopefully sparked was sparked. It definitely this weekend, did. I, so. It definitely. I, there was a lot of talk about it, and I met a lot of people that had been, and they all said that it was amazing to see something so different at the Grand Theatre because usually, as you say, um, it's kind of productions that would interest a very specific type of audience, whereas this kind of opened it up to everyone. But at the same time, I think that it wasn't just one way. There were a lot of white middle-class people Absolutely. who did find it interesting too and got yeah. involved. And Well, that was what was really important to me, you know. It's... Mm. it's um, Yes, diver to diversify the audience is great, but also that the audience that is there realizes what 
what quality the urban scene has, you yeah. know, because you're so used to going to, and it's, it, I mean, it's no one's fault. I'm not pointing fingers mm -hmm. or anything, absolutely not. But it was really important to me that anyone who'd never even done a step of hip hop or never even seen anything that's hip hop or never even felt involved or, you know, was even scared of hip hop, Yeah. They were the people that I wanted there, you know, and, and, and there were so many people there who'd ne who who actually never experienced hip-hop and mm -hmm. found out, wow, this is something that I can be a part of as well, you know. Yeah. Uh, I can take a workshop and not feel like I'm in a play school, you know. Yeah. I'm, I'm here and everyone's kind of my age or even there's kids, but then there's people older than me, you know. It's yeah. really kind of... It, it, it's magical to see, you know, and it's it, it was a real, I mean, just uh, for me as well, go, going away at 18 and coming back and performing my own work, my own solo oh, that at, in the be. Grand Theatre, oh. you know, it was, it was magical. Um, and it's not like, oh, there's this poor, you know, this, this um, young kind of, these young artists that aren't too developed are now suddenly on a grand set. No, like the quality of art is just the same. Mm -hmm. You know, it just hasn't been done in the theatres like that before, you yeah. know, in big scale um, main houses of like, you know, I mean, in terms of being in the theatre, yes, hip hop is still young. But it's been there just as long and it's yeah. been developing just as long. And some it just of hasn't had the platform. Yeah. Some of the skills, I mean, I'm sorry, but they outdo so many art forms that are out there. You know? <laughs> and maybe I'm a bit biased, but, you know, it's, it, it should be seen on the same plateau. Mm -hmm. And I think it, 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 needs, it needs development here in Luxembourg in terms of the local acts and I'm so yeah. excited about that because they're more more than capable they're not even just capable they're so more than capable yeah and um it was incredible to see I mean when we started opening the slots for the auditions for the local acts you know it started off oh there was one or two that signed up mm. and I was like no I know there's so many more people out there you know and I started talking and kind of convincing some of them as well that come on I mean just try it out you know you might like mm -hmm. it you might not and then suddenly we had 14 acts auditioning you know and it was an incredible experience to see what they came up with you know because it might not have been the approach that they always use or in terms of what they create so mm -hmm. it was it's been a big I hope There's been a big, it feels like there's been a big shift, yeah, you know, and absolutely. also for me to be able to bring, I mean, my worlds collided, you know, my worlds came together, my yeah. kind of London scene, I, I wish I could have brought everyone with me, but um, it kind of did. And then my, my childhood friends, my, you know, the scene from here in Luxembourg kind of came together. And yeah. Do you still feel like you have some roots here? I do, yes. I, f I feel like, I mean, I'm Luxembourgish now as well, yeah. which is good. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> uh, no, I definitely do. I mean, my family's here. I, can't, I was born here. Mm -hmm. um, I still have some very close friends here, my, you know, some of my best friends, my school friends. I went to the Waldorf school and I created a really tight-knit um, group of friends from there and... The scene has not forgotten me, which is which was one of those mo most humbling things to see is to come back and everyone still, oh, you know, remembers me yeah. and remembers me from when I started. And Well, and you're probably very inspirational for them as well, knowing that you've 
carved yourself a career out of something that they really enjoy doing shows them okay mm. it's possible it's not just something to do in my free time you know Kendra did it it absolutely is possible if yeah. uh, it, it, it fully but it's only it, I'm telling you it's only possible if you really are honest with yourself and mm -hmm. you want it and if you don't that's that's cool it's not a problem don't hate yourself for it or don't judge yourself you know yeah. but it is something I think it's like anything else though if you really want to be an owner of a business you're gonna be mm -hmm. you know you're gonna make it happen so it's not just because it's the arts and da 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 there's so yes of course you know you have to you have to be a business in the arts yeah. you know you can't just be a, a fairy flying around and just doing the art bit you have to make sure that it sustains you you know not only mm -hmm. your body but also your pocket and your you True. know your, your life yeah um if it's not then it's something that you're not doing mm. you know but there's there's money out there i mean there's all the commercials you know that are using dance now all the it's everywhere movies it's every, all, yeah it's everywhere. everywhere and i mean i know there's you know, you've got the artists like Rihanna and all them, and then you have the background dancers, and they don't really, mm. they're just kind of makeup for a lot of people, but they're not. They make the show, you know, True. they make the thing come alive. Yeah. Um, otherwise, you wouldn't use dancers, you yeah. know. And then Blaze really puts the dancers in the foreground and makes them the stars, and there's so many shows out there that do that. Mm -hmm. So it really is that. It's just how you put yourself to it and um, and ask for what you're worth. Do not think that you're easily replaceable and that, you know, and even if you do get replaced, well, then they don't deserve you. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So that's the thing we, we yes, there's many of us and it's, especially in London, I mean, it's so overcrowded in terms of dancers and artists, but if you're, if you're good at what you do. It shouldn't scare you. Yeah. Um, what would you tell your 18 year old self, Kendra? Wow, what would I tell me? Um, live in the now. Okay. Live in the now. Live in the now and also um, know what you're worth. Mm -hmm. You know, if you are such a hard worker on how I was and if you, if you do believe in your dream so much, then, then also believe in how much you're worth and that it, it, it is something for the future. It's, it's not just... You know, they, they, those two comments kind of contradict in a way, you know, live in the now, <laughs> but then also know that you've got a future to build onto it, you know, but enjoy. I've had so many incredible experiences and I feel, I mean, I know you can't hold on to experiences, but just really enjoy them because but what you just said about those two things being like it's almost it sounds like an oxymoron but it's not because I think that in order to live in the now you have to know your worth so if you don't have the comfort and security of knowing that you're going to make it and going to do something you can't sit comfortably in the now true um, and perhaps true. when you're insecure and you're worrying about your future, there's no way you can enjoy now. Yeah. So yeah. I absolutely think that that's a valuable piece of that's advice for everyone. Very true. There you go. Put them together. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, Kendra, is there anything that we should look out for? Because now that people are totally charmed by you know your enthusiasm and oh, your work thanks. ethic i me absolutely i think that your focus proves that it's doable how can we kind of follow your next steps what's next for you absolutely um well please look into what what i do so my my company and also who i am um my website is 
www.kendraj.com and then my company website is www.birdgangdance.com um, we are doing stuff all around the world and creating new things and we're always up for you know hearing what people like or what they'd like to see or you know things like that so we are, we're all over social media as well so um don't be scared to tune in and, and just check us out and have a look. Um, mm -hmm. There's a lot coming up um, in London. We've got a couple of shows that we're working on at the moment. We are associate dance company to the Young Vic as well. So there'll be a lot happening there. Um, and then I'm going to be bringing a few more pieces to Luxembourg and hopefully collaborating a lot more with Luxembourg. I'm really interested in getting more involved in the cultural scene That's here. That's amazing. Um, because I, I am obviously, I've noticed now I am very passionate about that and I'm passionate about I the growth so here. Too. So Great. Yeah. Okay. So final question that we always ask everyone, um, what would be the soundtrack to your life and why? Oh, um, okay, soundtrack to my life. There are so many. I see my life in different stages and each stage has a different soundtrack. But uh, one that stuck with me is On and On by Erica Badu. Mm -hmm. um, first of all, Erica Badu, her voice, her just kind of her music really inspires me and keeps me calm. Um, mm -hmm. And On and On means it just, we just keep going on and on. We choose our friends. We grow with our friends we choose our destiny and um we are so filled with possibilities that you know it's only us that will make them make them put real mm -hmm. and um yeah and just love 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 okay cool thank you so much kendra we'll play that for you and good luck with the things that you do next keep us informed about the luxembourg activity because sure. we're right behind you thank you thank so much you. thank you bye-bye thank you it's come to the end of the show now and I just wanted to say a big thank you to Kendra for coming in today. It was really inspiring to hear how her drive and determination got her to where she is today. I'm going to leave you with Kendra's soundtrack which is Erica Badu's On and On. I'm Marina Lai and thank you for listening to this episode of How I Got Here.
Ah, 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 ah. 